Welcome to the Clean Simple Free podcast, a place to discuss how clean spaces make for a more simple way of life, and when your life is simplified, your mind will feel free. I'm your host, Ashley Alexia Fox, and I'd like to wish everyone a happy first day of fall. Whether you're looking forward to the approaching holidays, cooler temperatures, or the changing of the leaves, autumn is my favorite season, so I'd like to just take a minute to wish everyone a happy fall. Today is episode four, Minimal Focused Living. In the first half of this episode, we'll discuss the reasons why you may have chosen a minimalist lifestyle. And in the second half, we'll discuss some commonly used phrases that I may refer to in the rest of this series of this podcast. I'd like to discuss what minimal living means to you. An organized life is more than just getting rid of possessions and having organized spaces. It's always a journey. It's never going to be perfect. You will never reach a level of, okay, absolutely everything is organized and I'll never have to do this again. Because things are always going to inevitably wear out and need replacing or no longer make you happy and end up in the donation bin. But let's take a moment to consider why you've chosen or why you want to choose to live a more organized lifestyle. Maybe you want clarity of mind. Maybe you're searching for order and peace in your home and less time spent on menial household tasks. So let's dive a little deeper and talk about what your ideal life looks like now that you've removed the clutter or once you remove the clutter from your life. I'd like you to take a moment and think about what the most important things in your life are. Is it your family, your career, a healthy lifestyle? If you need to, pause this podcast and grab a pen and paper to write down the top things that come to mind, or you can just return to it later, whatever feels most comfortable for you. For me, I have four top priorities. It's maintaining relationships, That includes my partner, my close friends, and my family. It's my pets, my art, and living a healthy lifestyle. Now let's think further outside the box. Focusing on your career and taking care of your kids is a must. That is absolutely something that should be prioritized. But what if money was no object? Would you travel more? What if time was no option? Would you master an instrument or become fluent in another language? Would you go back to school and further your education? Take a moment to seriously think about or write down what you would like to do with your days if you had no limits. Now, let's reframe this kind of thinking into workable, achievable goals, because minimalism and organized living is unfortunately not a magic wand that you can wave to make your life a complete utopia where you have a limitless wallet and full-time freedom, but if we reframe our goals and our mindsets into achievable steps, it might look something like this. Let's say you work a very high-pressure job and find yourself constantly stressed out. In this situation, your first inclination might be to book a vacation to the other side of the world, but your achievable goal might be to get massages regularly or start seeing a psychologist or psychiatrist. It's very therapeutic to discuss your stressors with a professional who can help you work through them and massages really do help you release that cortisol buildup that comes from stress. It may not be the luxurious, expensive vacation you wanted, but it's an achievable goal with the same outcome, lowering your stress levels. 
If you want to start being more active and healthy, you don't have to jump into a CrossFit routine or start mountain climbing. You can join a gym, a yoga class, or just commit to walking or riding a bike around your neighborhood daily and cutting down on unnecessary foods from your diet. Whether your guilty pleasure is soda, fast food, or alcohol, you can limit the things that make you feel unhealthy and possibly eventually cut them out altogether. You can take small but very important and concrete steps. When we take steps to critically think about things like this and delve further into the purpose of minimalism, I feel like the universal goal is to provide an overall better quality of life. In my opinion, a minimalist lifestyle has less to do with how much you own or how much you get rid of and more to do with your overall happiness and fulfillment in life. To give a very brief example from my personal life, I suffer from severe anxiety and panic disorder, and meditation has become a huge part of my life. It helps me to control my breathing, and it helps me in stressful situations. I am also medicated for it, and I have talked to therapists, but you need to figure out what it is that is your roadblock in life, and then figure out how you can work your goals into achievable goals because not everyone can afford therapy not everyone can afford to take a vacation from their stressful job so think about what roadblocks you have in your life and how you can navigate them properly decluttering my possessions has seriously been a huge stress reliever as well so i'm just trying to connect the fact that if you own less That means less of your time is spent on the mundane, everyday tasks, and your mind will be free of cluttered boxes of junk surrounding you, and you can look a little deeper inside yourself and find out what it is you want out of life, and what it is you'd like to fix or change. You have the power to make your life what you want it to be. Of course, there are always going to be constraints and caveats to that, like you can't necessarily travel a bunch if you have small children, limited income, or a busy job, but once your possessions are simplified and your mind feels freer, you can really take that opportunity to focus on exactly what you want to do with your days and how you can go about achieving small steps to take control of your life in the ways that really matter to you. In just a moment, we'll be back to talk about different terminology, but first, a word from our sponsor. Now that we're back from our break, let's discuss a few commonly used terms in minimalist circles. Let's start with the one-in, one-out rule. This is pretty self-explanatory. If you bring something home, you should get rid of an object that you own. Of course, you don't have to be a stickler with this. If you don't have proper curtains, for example, you have nothing to get rid of to replace those curtains. But this just gets you in a mindset of remembering to replace things as you bring things in your home so that everything serves a purpose and you're not just cluttering up your home with extra junk. If you find a cool lamp or a neat piece of decor that you really want, firstly, consider where you're going to put it, and secondly, think of what you can get rid of in its place. Don't purchase things just to purchase things. Next is the 24-hour rule. If you want to purchase something new that is not an absolute must-have, put the item on hold if it's at a store, or if it's an online purchase, place the item in a wish list and think about it for 24 hours. If you still want it, that means that it's most likely not an impulse purchase and you're likely to use it. 
I also am fond of the 2020 rule. That means if something costs less than $20 and takes you less than 20 minutes to replace, and you're contemplating getting rid of it, you should probably get rid of it. For example, for some reason, I had three sets of nail clippers. I have no idea why, but I got rid of two and kept the one that was in the best, newest condition. If it's something that's easily replaceable and very affordable to replace, then you should probably get rid of it. The same can be said for excess spatulas or kitchen utensils or anything else in your home that might be duplicate items. With the 2020 rule, you can also adjust it to a 10-10 rule or a 5-20. So you can change it to the dollar amount that you're willing to spend and the amount of time that you're willing to search for this particular item. But chances are, nobody needs three sets of nail clippers, nobody needs four spatulas lying around, so use your own discretion and you can alter this to your own personal taste. Remember, everybody's minimalist journey is a completely different path than the next person. Something that really is a difficult thing to master is five-minute tasks. Five-minute tasks are things that bother you on a regular basis. For example, I had a set of coasters that was made up of mosaic tiles. There were a couple of loose tiles on those coasters, and I would either place them back on the coaster and hope that they would just stay there for the time being, or I would stick the excess tiles in a drawer. All it took was five minutes or less with a little bit of glue to replace those coasters and fix them and make them feel brand new. I don't know why it takes us so long to get around to these tasks, but if there's something that is bothering you that takes just a very few moments to fix, think about fixing those. If it's something like hemming a button back onto a pair of pants, then maybe you want to eliminate that altogether. See if those pants are really worth it. Are they still in style? Is it going to be worth it when you actually replace them and will you wear them? This is slightly related, but a little bit off topic. Speaking of the five minute tasks, think about how much better you'd feel if that rug that always curls up at one end in your front entryway was fixed. Think about these five minute tasks that you have and think about which rooms really bother you the most. Those are the rooms that you should be tackling once you work up the courage to get to that point. You can start with small drawers and small spaces. As I mentioned in one of my earlier episodes, I believe it was episode two, you can work your way up to tackling the clutter that's bogging your mind down every time you think about it. If it's a utility closet or if it's a certain kitchen drawer, try and tackle that as soon as you can because that's going to weigh on your mind so heavily and you're going to feel so much lighter once it's taken care of. The last term I'm going to describe today is anti-haul. An anti-haul is the opposite of a haul. Some people might record videos that say, check out all the stuff I got today, whereas some of my YouTube videos are, check out what else I'm getting rid of, check out everything that I'm taking to the donation center right after I finish filming this video. So that's what an anti-haul means. Hopefully this episode has opened your mind a little bit and given you a bit more to think about. I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to follow it and give it a positive rating on whatever platform you may be listening on. 
It really helps me out to know that there are listeners enjoying this podcast so that I continue to create content. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit me on Instagram at clean.simple.free. You can also view my YouTube channel by searching clean.simple.free. Thanks for tuning into today's episode, and until next time, I wish you all a peaceful and productive week.